from here. So from here to 22 of the Dr. Day, the new podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with my wife, Ginger. Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode three of The Face of Evil. Yes, we rejoin um, Tomas and uh, Andor, and Andor dies, and Caleb then calls out to Tomas, and uh, so he takes cover with him. He finds out that Andor has died, so Caleb's like, oh, now I'm leader. And uh, he asks about the weapon that Tomas has, and he says, yes, it does work. Um, and it, it uh, stops the beast. It shows the, the face of evil, of the evil one. Um, they say that maybe they should go try to get back quietly, quietly to the village because maybe it'll just pass them by. Down the, the tunnel farther, the doctor and Leela see what looks like a um, spaceman in a suit similar to some of the holy relics that Neva has, his helmet, for one. And the doctor looks ahead and sees, he looks back over the, the grounds below. He remembers um, a planetary team that had crash-landed, and he thought that he was helping them at the time. But then... So he goes back inside to, to with Leela, and Leela said, asks him about this Tesh, and he says, "What is that?" And so she says, "Well, that being there that we saw, it it sounds, it looks like the description I've heard of a Tesh, and it's got two layers of baggy skin and, and two heads, one inside the other. They say, well, that's a helmet." over the head is a protection and an exterior suit which explains to him the doctor says how he saw the the Tesh go through a um, go through the wall and he says well he's following after him and Leela wonders how and he says well it's a it's another dimension it's a dimensional shift can go through that wall and we'll end up in the ship In one of the rooms in the ship, there's uh, walls with like, um, uh, plasma energy flowing over and a big black like crystal ball in a holder. And we hear the disembodied voices whispering, um, we are here, we are one, we are joined. And it's a conversation with itself. And back to the doctor and Leela, and they find what looks to be like another shrine of sorts, but more technological in nature. And he asks Leela to repeat um, a line from their lines from their origin rhyme, essentially, and uh, he learns from her how they the Seva team, the survey team had explored the planet while the Tesh, or the technicians, had remained aboard the ship while the others were away. And he says this as much to Leela. The Tesh come, comes in, um, and bows to the doctor, 
calls him low lord and then the Tesh stares down Lula and actually puts her in a trance and she passes out onto the floor. So he has two of his men take them, take her to be, be careful. Oh, she'll be cared for, he says. You know the value of this, the value of her, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and placates the doctor who wants to run after her and says, no, no, she'll be fine. And calls he, again they call him the lord of time and he returned to save us and the doctor asks the test if they have a, a religious purpose or you know what are they doing there he says oh are they yes they are um, purifying their minds to worship Joannan and forsaking flesh and all other you know deterrence so they take Lila off and we see her on this metal table. Dr. Asmore from uh, who we find out is Captain Jable of the Tesh. Um, he asks Jable, do you know what a computer is? And he just doesn't understand what he's asking him. Um, the doctor is trying to reconnect the drives and he says you know this will take you know, weeks to find out where the main um, main things are and then he says oh I'm being silly he says, um, I must be slipping he says and he asks Jable where the if they're a sacred place where no one goes and he says yes it's a sacred hub or something he calls it um, the doctor realizes as he's trying to work on some of the panels that what they were doing there were eugenic studies. And then as he turns on some of the computer banks, he sees a um, monitor that shows Leela on this metal table. We see that she's actually, um, her hands and feet have been uh, attached to this table and she's um, suspended there. Jable tells him it's a particle analyzer um, to reduce the savage to her integral parts so they can find out why these savages can open the barrier and the Tesh cannot. And the doctor says, oh no, well it's not the savages, it's not the tribes, she's not opening the barrier, it's Zoannan who's opening the barrier. Doctor and, and Jable fight over this. He doesn't believe that uh, Zoannan is the one opening the barrier. He doesn't believe then that the Doctor is the Lord of Time, their savior. Um, and he tells Jable to release Leela. Um, and he refuses. The Doctor goes to run out of the room to try and find her and hits a force field at the doorway and he collapses onto the our next scene is in the room with the table again and Leela and we see there's a table on the, the other slant side of it which now holds the doctor confined. Leela wakes the doctor and he tells her to close her eyes and the little scanner above them turns on and there's a red beam that comes down to the table and then the 
device starts to smoke and malfunction and then Lula is able to free or get free and, and get up and then she comes around to the doctor and he shows that he'd been using a mirror to direct some of its power of machine back to it enough to damage it so that they could get free. Captain Jabel is told by his people that they, uh, the two have escaped. He says they must be found, must be put above any devotions or any other worship they're doing. Must be found and killed. That he is their enemy and not their returned lord of time. Lila, as they're walking down some white mirrored hallways, asks what Zoanim is. And the doctor says it's a computer that has become a living being. The doctor has set up this computer for the survey team because he believed it was broken and, and malfunctioning. Um, and when he did that, he linked with his own mind and didn't later remove his personality implant that or forgot. But he can't remember now because he forgets whether he forgot or not to do it. The, um, back at the, in the jungle, Tomas's gun is, uh, running out of power. And, uh, he and Caleb and the others are, make a retreat for the village. The doctor and Leela find a, a central room of some kind, and the doctor says it's an old communications room. Um, he turns on a bank of controls and he sees uh, another exterior monitor that shows the tribe running away from the invisible creatures and um, since he's turned on this part of the computer system he finds the uh, companion to the microphone that's in Neva's quarters and he calls to Neva and he calls to him as Zoanim and then he tells him that he should get Caleb to lead the tribe into the mouth of the face of the evil one. Um, and to, to do this, you know, do his bidding, and Neva says, yes, doctor. And the doctor says, well, I'm underestimating him to be able to make the distinction, I think. There's a guard outside of the sacred hub. Um, and the doctor and Leela work out a little trick and she shows his hat around the corner kind of rising up in the air and so the guard comes over interested and so she tricks him, flips him, throws him on the ground and takes his weapon. Their guns, as we notice, is, are the same as the weapon that Tomas has, not the doctor worked, reworked for him to use against creatures. Um, the doctor says to Lula he needs to go into the sacred room alone and for her to stand to guard. We see the tribe coming into the, the face. They see a, a Tesh standing there in its full space suit and attack and throw a, a spear at it, kill him. The doctor enters the room 
and it's the initial room that we saw with the, the plasma fields for the on the walls and the big black ball of of consciousness, I guess. And there's a chorus of "Who are you? Who are you? Who are you?" as different voices say speak and they echo around the room. A shaft of light comes on and illuminates the doctor as kind of like a examination ray or some kind. Um, and they say, why are you here? The voice has changed to, and he says, yeah, I'm a doctor and I'm here to correct a mistake I made a long time ago. And so this, the questioning continues of him. The guards have of the Tesh have come upon Leela and there is uh, much gunfight back and forth as she hides around corners and they shoot and then she shoots and knocks out some of the guards. The doctor explains further about how he thought he was helping this broken computer system for the survey team and the technicians and he says that the he didn't realize that the computer was had actually become a sentient creature and what he thought was the breakdown of the computer was its birth shock um, and when he linked his mind to it um, I think pretty much imprinted with him um, his mind and he didn't realize that was happening at the time, so that was his mistake. And he tells his story, and then he tells, then the, the Zoanim is asking, um, well, what is this thing, or who is this thing? And the doctor says, well, it's you. You were this computer that I sh made this mistake with. And there's much confusion with what the doctor said. Lula, Lula outside um, uh, tries to shoot back at some of the guards that are advancing and her gun is out of power. So Zoanin is refusing to believe the doctor that, uh, that they, that it is this computer that the doctor told, him, told them about. And there's a cacophony of no, 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 and then they're on the big screens of the walls are like the overexposed image of the doctor's face saying no, and then there's the doctor is very affected by this and he drops to the ground and he's curled up on, on a ball on the floor because the Zoanin is overwhelming him with these questions and this force of their denial, I imagine, and the end. You made the comment <clears throat> that it was a little hard to get through, and I didn't quite get what you meant. But then the more I thought about it, you're you're right that the bits where the doctor's talking to Zoanan, mm -hmm. interspersed with Leela trying to guard the doorway, yeah, and take on the guards that have come. That was. 
time wasting in yeah. a way. <coughs> I think they disjointed it. Disjointed it. It's too disjointed. They broke it up too much. Too much. Whereas we've mentioned that in the the last episode when the doctor's working on the the panel to synthesize to analyze and synthesize the poison and the antidote. That part. Mm-hmm. They didn't break that up with anything else. And then this they break up with something else but too much. You know, it was enough to see that she, yes, she was out there fighting him and then the doctor having this conversation inside. Um, but it became too disjointed and it was harder to get through because it was taking much longer um, and just drawing it out. Um, I do think we find out, you know, more of the story. We find out more about the doctor's involvement, which is important to know. Mm-hmm. There's a little that goes on with the tribe you know Andor has been killed and so Caleb who wants to wanted to be in power anyway is now the leader of the tribe um, they go back to their their village from these creatures attacking them and then the interesting bit with uh, Neva, Neva and the doctor how he calls the Neva as the Lantern but then he recognizes him as the doctor, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting because he's still like sitting in his quarters in his trance state, really, uh, from the last time. Um, as far which, as we know. Yeah, it seems like, anyway, because that's the only place he hears Zoanan was in his quarters, he yeah. said, from that helmet, which has the probably the receiver from the communications desk that could um, relate and instruction to in, in their spacesuit. Um, so now it makes a little more sense as to why <laughs> that happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't really explain to me, well I guess it's it's not really any of the tests that are using the equipment calling to Neva. It's the computer who's using it. So I was going to say it doesn't make sense as to who would be talking to Neva of the savages mm-hmm. unless it was someone using it to try to lure them into this trap of attacking the, the force field or whatever um, but if it is Zoanan which is this sentient computer that seems to be running everything over there then they then they would know of Neva and could be communicating specifically uh, I thought that was an interesting bit. The so the Tesh are we talked about them and that we were going to meet them. That was another important thing. Excuse me. Uh, another important thing is that we meet this other part of the of the inhabitants um, who were, as we learn, the technicians who stayed on the ship. And the survey team or the away team, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've had a similar um, devolution, really. You know, similar uh, downgrading um, from what they were 
left so they don't even remember who or what they were, just like the survey did. And uh, are also seeing their the things around them from the ship as holy or as sacred. Um, mm-hmm. Because the, the sacred hub is the actual computer room with Zoanin. Um, they uh, they worship him. They uh, they have other, other kind of strange garb on. It's it's not like they just have like their spacesuit or something. They've got kind of almost comical like um, French clown type outfits. It seems like they're more. Pastel colors, but actual full costume, you know, mm-hmm. um, with a yeah, and little I, round hat. Their costumes seem less like the Seventeen in that the Seventeen the their outfits are obviously supposed to be leather, mm-hmm. but they're dressed up with real life items that have been put to. Uses clothing essentially, yeah, or jewelry, but you don't get that with the Tesh. No, you don't get a sense like I. I would. I think it would be better if they had like the, you know, when you see. Other, um, instances where there's been a ship that's landed on a planet and they're exploring like, um, even the the Time Warrior or something like that where. Oh, the Santarn experiment, where there's the, sh- the ship um, crashed, and there's the nine survivors of the um, from the um, the base uh, space station Nerva mm-hmm. <laughs> Neva Nerva Nerva yeah um, they have the same you know uniform type suit on yes. And it's in various stages of, you know, disrepair because they've been in the wi- in the wilds, you know, trying to scrap up a living. So um, you would expect that the Tesh here would have a similar type of garb on and maybe just modify that. But I don't get the sense that that's what this is. Right. What they're wearing. No, I agree with that. It would make more sense if they had, you know, kind of a z- zip-up uh, one-piece outfit coveralls type outfit with like the little insignia maybe or the name imprinted and like some of that be gone or um, embellished somehow like you know I'm not saying they have to make a, a helmet out of a glove to be <laughs> the hand of Zoanin right um, but they have a similar attitude towards those things they don't recognize them as the technology that they are really but they do still revere them in a similar way as the Seventeen. Mm-hmm. But yet, I would expect them to have some remnants of their technician clothing, really. I mean, just embellish in a, in a similar way. So that was kind of all. Doctor 
in this story so far anyway, he's been identified as the evil one by the tribe, by the Seventeen, but then shown to not be the evil one. And with Batesh, he was immediately identified as the Lord of Time, as their savior, and now he's turned out not to be. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a uh, opposite but similar transition for him with either of the of the groups. I also did not like the sound effects from the table that the the, the particle analyzer. They're very annoying little sound effects mm. when they had like her little braces that were keeping her arms down opened and then they kind of creaked open at that. Oh, did they? I didn't notice that. And had the, it's like a weird mechanic, weird uh, synthesized sound actually. Just kind of was a distraction mm. to me. I didn't notice Do you have? I've kind of gone over most of them. Mm. Beginning of the uh, production notes, it says how they drew from Forbidden Planet. And that's fairly obvious if you've seen Forbidden Planet. I was going to say, maybe if you wanted to mention that. Big invisible creatures under a, a machine that's taken on a personality as well. So, yeah, I can yeah. through those things. You know? No, definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have too much else. It was just the, the one part near the end, as we talked about, that really seemed to be just stretching. You mentioned the noises when they were on the table. Uh-huh. When Leela is first revealed as being on that table, yeah. they start with sort of a close-up of her face. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, you can see the really dark makeup that they're using. Oh. It's fairly obvious that it's makeup. Foundation yeah. makeup on her face, yep. yeah. Kind of draws you out of the story for a second when you realize that. Yeah. Where did savages get makeup in the middle of the jungle? Well, you know, in the middle of the jungle, you gotta take what you can get. There's no Avon lady. Probably can't get through the barrier to get your right shade. Well. So. <laughs> she had, had to use the darker one. Yeah, I guess. No cosmetic sponges to blend. Mm-hmm. It really kind of was, just because it's so obvious. Hmm. I don't think I have much else. No, that's pretty much all I have, too. 
so not extremely clear that my description of the cliffhanger was correct, but that's, that was what I could surmise from what seemed to be happening. That the doctor is kind of overwhelmed by the Delaney going a little crazy. Yeah, that's kind of the impression I got as well. Or he knew they were going a little crazy, and so he's kind of just covering and waiting for for them to calm down or something. Something. Wasn't clear, but maybe they didn't want it to be. Uh, I don't know whether they wanted it to be or not, but it could have helped us out a little bit. And they have this strange um, room of disembodied voices that they started earlier on. Actually, in some previous episodes too, but then to see the like, black crystal ball and hear the voices and see this more modern looking room that they're in. And then we revisit it when the doctor finds out it's the secret hub there, which is the computer room. And so I guess they wanted to use that voices coming at him at once and in more of a dramatic way I'm guessing so. what did you think of the of Zoan and, and the multiple voices is it effective in any way right now well I can understand it having two because the doctor said that it was already emerging as an intelligence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then he added his own because he thought it was broken. And that caused it to think that it was him, not just itself, but also him. So I could understand it being a split personality and having the two where we heard the doctor's voice but then we also heard another voice mm -hmm. when we've heard Zoanan before the other voices don't really make a whole much, lot more sense to me mm. so having two would have been enough two fits with the story so far but if it had a split personality unless it's just mm, split yeah. even further yeah. over time I suspect you're going to find that they just have the archetype personalities in there mm. in addition to the doctor. Mm. You know, a female, probably a, an aggressive male, or, mm -hmm. I don't know, a yeah. smart male. I could see that probably happening. See them portraying that in the voices we've heard, so... So they're delving a bit into um, psychology mm -hmm. with this one. What do you think of that? Let's see, 1976, probably quite fitting for the time. I remember that as 
think Baptist time was 70s, but to late 70s or uh, EST program was EST. Might have been. A spiritual movement. Yeah, it was probably around this time. It started. My friend at the time, she was bit several years older than I was. Um, my sister's neighbor had a teenage daughter, and I was preteen, and we became friends. And her parents were kind of into that. Mm. It was a little more New Age thought. Her mother more than her father, and I think I heard many years later that her, her mom went so far into the the S group that they they split. And, her father did not <laughs> and that she was totally into the est movement um, but this alternate psychology studies I think was very kind of fitting for the middle to starting to the late 70s so I think they were just going with what was around you know exploring ideas that other people were exploring in their real lives I'm surprised he didn't use the word imprinting. Like he kind of imprinted himself on the infant computer. Mm, yeah. That was a yeah, sort of. Psychological term, right? Is it? Mm. Um, I did not like my psychology class. Oh. I did. Yeah, but you know me. It's too inexact for me. <laughs> too random. Which is funny because I, I also liked my anthropology class, which is physical anthropology, mm -hmm. which is exact. More exact. Anyway. And my biology teacher wanted me to pursue a course of study in biology. <laughs> yeah, thank you, but I don't know. I he just liked my drawings of the cell wall and the, the you know the you know, notes we had to make in in our labs and that type of thing. I was good with the artistic part as well. So what did you think of the a little too much psychobabble? Um, probably, but at least you were able to follow it reasonably, even if you don't care for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, psychology. They did an okay job of giving you an understanding of why, or what it meant, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. They didn't use anything that out there. No. Especially if you've read science fiction at all. You know, uh -huh. it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Some of the ideas, anyway. Well, another thing was this, with the split personality mentioned. I think, wasn't Sybil? Tell them about the, the TV movie Sybil. Yeah. Like 1976 or Could 1978. I remember watching it when I was fairly young. It was a TV special over like. Like four nights, a miniseries, uh, something like that. Was. Yeah. 
It was like the beginning of the, like the miniseries Madness from, <laughs> I think, the middle to late 70s into the 80s. Um, anyways, maybe that was kind of on their minds too when they had that, when they talked about the split personalities. I do think that they're doing an interesting thing with the, making the computer more of a, um, a being than say they've done previously like the Wotan from um, the War Machines mm -hmm. was really kind of a sentient uh, computer yeah we've had a few yeah we've had a few but the, I think they're trying to just have a different take on it not have it be just a computer with the switches and dials and reel to reel tape kind of thing as a to show who is uh, running things and who's talking, but they have this more amorphous, like ball of, like I called it before, ball of consciousness, and these disembodied voices in this room that doesn't even have, you know, uh, not well has kind of turns out to have screens for like the walls and, but there's no computer panel with buttons and switches and dials and stuff. Right. There's just this room, and that's where like the brain of the computer kind of is. So I think I liked that part about it, making it kind of different as a, a real being on, a, on its own. It was different in a good way from the other examples we've heard, we've seen in the earlier, earlier episodes. Mm -hmm. That was good. So do, are we fearful for Doctor? I'm not. Leda. Now the Doctor, I think, will be fine. I mean, he's part of it's him after all. True. So. And that may be how he gets everything back to normal. Yeah. Somehow he, uh, I don't know, gets his mind back into the machine and his mind becomes the dominant mind over the split personalities and he gets them to um, integrate. Yep. He integrates the personalities maybe. Mm -hmm. Yep. He doesn't have very much time to do it though because Leela's gun is out of power. So so that's the only pressing thing really. Yeah. For the cliffhanger. That won't be that pressing though. No. He'll get it sorted out. Yeah. He always does. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I don't she could be in danger of being captured. Um, again, taken to the particle room. Um, although, even though Jable said to find them and kill them, um, I think that she might be, maybe they might try to capture her first. But she's a fighter too, without a weapon. Um, she does have a knife too. She could always throw a knife. She's Does not, she still have it? I think so. I don't well, think she she, might. I don't think she's unarmed. <laughs> oh no, I'm not suggesting that. Um, but she was also uh, strapped to that table, she, and they true. may have disarmed her then. That's true. I'm not saying she is. Yeah. I'm just saying there there have been opportunities for her to have lost her knife. Yes. And we haven't seen it for a while. But. I feel a little less 
afraid for her because even without the the gun, she's not defenseless. No. I think that not not by a long shot. No, and that's probably one of the things that I like about her character mm-hmm. is that you know, yeah, she's endangered, but you know, she could kick kick butt. Oh yeah, definitely. She can fight, and she will. You know, so I think that there's little screaming, and you know that she can defend herself. Um, so it's more of you know, how is this gonna? What type of things might resolve this? Instead of you know wondering, uh, are they going to be killed or are they going to die? In their adventure. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Well, tomorrow we will finish up the story and find out what happens with right. the face of evil. And the end of Leela's first adventure with the Doctor. Yeah. So, join us then, and thank you for listening. <laughs>